0: obviously we have good intentions where it comes to DJ LeMayu and trying to resign him. And I think he has the same on his end, but um, you know, free agency is very complicated and tricky and there's competition. And, um, and so, you know, the, you know, the dance and the conversations will continue and uh, we certainly hope for a positive outcome, but there, you know, it's also possible that there isn't one. So we just have to wait and see I, clearly if you could wave a magic wand and, and do it right. And, and not have the suspension the suspense play out uh i'd rather fast forward to the end so we know what the result is but but that's just not how this uh, system works
1: well flip that was brian cashman talking to our own meredith Morakovitz on a recent yankees hot stove and of course he's talking about what's on every yankees fan's mind will dj lemay he'll be in pinstripes for 2021 now, I know that's not a yes or no question necessarily, or it's not that easy, but I'm going to ask you: yes or no, DJ LeMahieu, Yankees 2021.
0: Wow. Um, I'm going to say 50-50. I know that's not a yes or no answer, but. It,
1: it's, <laughs> I gave you two options, Flip. I, I know, I, know and I couldn't make
0: that work, did I? I couldn't make it work. Um, listen, uh, he's been the Yankees' best player the last two years. He, he has been, and if there's a way to make it work financially, I know the Yankees will 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 try to make it work. Um, you know, but he's he's going to be in demand. He's obviously in demand. He's uh, put up two terrific years, and it's the question of you know this is really a question of you know how much and how long, right? I mean, if are the, I mean, it's I don't know so much the money as it's the years here because if somebody's going to give him a fifth year w apparently I think some teams would and are. So that's going to be difficult for the Yankees. Four years, you know, I, I could see them doing four years. Uh, I could see them paying him reasonable amount of money, but, uh, you know, I don't know that they're going to go to, they're going to go to a fifth year and that's probably what it's going to take. I mean, this is his last payday, uh, LeMayu and, uh, He's looking to make what he can, and I don't blame him. I mean, I'm a player I'm looking to do the same thing. But um, I would say that this is going to be very, very difficult. It's it's going to be a difficult signing for the Yankees right now. I mean, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that – even though I said 50-50 at the top, I'm kind of leaning toward it's going to be really hard for them to make this signing. just because they have so many other considerations that they have to attend to as well, so, and they're trying to hold this, and they have to hold the line on, on payroll here also because of, look, look at the year we're coming off of. I mean, we come the baseball is in a devastating situation, and you know, lost lost so many millions of dollars. The industry lost billions of dollars probably, and that's a lot of money to lose. So. You know, uh, I don't – it's not my money. It's it's, it's the Steinbrenner's money, and uh, they've been great to the fans. They really have been. They always have been great to the fans. But at some point, you know, there's a point where you can only do so much, and they also have other players that they have to do arbitration with, they have to think about and signing, and, you know, they have other situations. So, I would say it's going to be hard. It's Right now, I'm going with um, – I'm going to lean toward uh, it's, it's not going to happen for the Yankees.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. but. So-
0: I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. How about I'm hoping? I, I hope I'm- you're wrong, yeah. Yes, me too. I
1: hope you're wrong. Uh, bad news for Yankees fans is I think he will be back, and I'm never right.
0: No, you're never right. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we stop with the Border of the Orioles again? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It, it's, just, it's really a tough – this is a tough call. This just is because, you know, uh, people will get upset with the Yankees if they don't sign him because he's been such a terrific player these two years and, you know, and, uh, but I mean, they could only look, they could only go so far with this. And, uh, you know, again, the industry, the industry can only go so far. It'd be interesting to see what he absolutely, what, where he winds up signing, even if it's with the Yankees and how much money it's for because, um, it's got, that's going to be fascinating to me because of what what the industry's been through. I mean, and the the devastating losses it's faced in the last year, and the, it probably will face for the first few months. Even though there's a vaccine now, we have line of sight finally, and we are going to wind up playing very soon. But the reality is, we probably won't be playing. We may not play April or May. That that's a possibility. It's possible that we don't play then. Uh, a season gets delayed. Who knows what can happen? So. Um, you know, again, more losses or less games being able to play. And then you have a collective bargaining agreement looming, and you know who knows w- where that goes. So there's just, there's just so many caveats here that uh, you know teams are going to want to hedge their hedge their bets here on how much they pay players and, and what they can afford to do. They just are.
1: All the reports I see are consistent that Lemay he was looking for a hundred million over five years. Um, the Yankees report it depends on which one you want to read right but let's call it four years 75 million if that is the case you're looking at an average annual value you're only off by a little over a million i would think you can make that up no
0: i you know i guess you can there's a lot of things you can make up it depends on what your arithmetic is and and, you know how you value the metric and you know, this is again, like I said, I've said it like three times since we started our this, our podcast here. It's like this is an incredibly difficult call. It just is. Um, and also remember, giving a player five years in their thirties, you know, is is not exactly a layup either. Um, but his versatility, the two years he's had for them, how well he fits. I, I like I said, I'm I'm so on the fence about this in terms of you know, what I think is going to happen, whether it will happen or it won't happen. I, I hate hedging. I'm not a person who hedges. You know that I, I'll I'll call it as I see it, but this one's hard. I don't, I really don't know where to go with it, but I mean, I don't want to spend the Steinbrenner's money for them. I don't. And then they have their reasons for Brian Cashman and they have their reasons for doing what they do. And they know things that we don't know for sure, but, you know, having said that, he's been a great player for them. And if there's a way to make a deal, and, and Lemayo has said in the past how much he's, he likes the Yankees, how much he enjoys the organization and has valued playing with them and, and still values, hopefully, to play with them again. Um, so it, maybe, maybe he takes a little less. He splits the, they split the difference there and there's a deal. Maybe that could happen too. I mean, some of it's on the player. It's not always on, the, on management. Some of it has to be on the player as well he really likes playing in an environment and the money is good. And the money in this case will be excellent. So there's excellent, maybe there's a little less excellent, you know, it's up to the player. Sometimes the player has to, you know, has to, uh, you know, do it. Uh, sure. not always, it's give, always about every dollar. That's my point.
1: Give a little, yeah. Cashman went on to tell Meredith, they obviously they're hoping for a positive outcome, uh, but it's also positive. It's also possible. Excuse me. He said that there won't be a positive outcome. Uh, Yankees fans don't want to like, hear Man.
0: that, but he sounds like what I just said. He said it could be a positive after that. Maybe the guys still have the
1: same professional coach.
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, I, <laughs> did I just say the same thing? you giving me just a hard backing time? Up,
1: no, no, <laughs> backing up, backing up what you said.
0: A time because I said uh, it's 50, uh, It's a tough one, and then I said, you know what? I don't, maybe I don't, maybe I don't see this actually happening. And you said, to me, oh, that's cool. That's whatever it was. And then you just tell me Brian Cashman said it, it, it could happen and it couldn't happen. I mean, did uh, I just say the same thing? You gave, me, you gave me a hard time. You gave him a hard time.
1: Well, you didn't let me finish. Then it would have been really, you would have had a lot of ammo. I was going to say, that's just good business to have a contingency plan. I, I was going to go even further and say how smart it was, Brian. You should have stopped
0: at the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> right? you, you, you made that that, that pick. Okay. Uh, uh, all hey, right, so I want to talk is going on besides DJ LeVeo, what else we got going on?
1: I want to talk contingency plans. Okay. I need you to put your GM hat on. Okay. Because everyone's talking about Francisco Lindor. Mhm. Uh good fit, pinch types?
0: Uh it was a great player. I mean, you know, how could a great player not be a fit for anybody? Um he's a terrific player and the Yankees uh you know, uh, uh, Torres is, uh, you know, was adequate at short. I don't know that that's his best position. I think second base probably is. So the idea that they can go out and get a shortstop, the Calvin of Lindor would be, would be terrific. But, you know, that, but if you're the Yankees, you, you, you go out and say, say, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to get him, okay? Because you're going to have to trade. You're going to, you're going to have to trade, give a lot. And the, out of the Yankees for one year, because you don't have a guarantee you can resign him. If they give you a window that says, okay, we're giving you a window to resign him, and suppose you can't make a deal, and then that all goes away anyway. So I, I got to think that that's a difficult one to pull off, only because there's only a year left. Not to say you can't make a deal that gives you an extension and signs him for multi-years down after the, you know, the year, but it, that can happen too. But I, I don't see it only because I think the Yankees would have to give up a lot. Of, they're going to ask for a lot, Cleveland, and they're going to get a lot for him. Somebody will give them a lot, and the Yankees will have to drain their system, you know, which they've got some good prospects they want to hold on to, and you'd have to give them up on the, on the, on the promise of a year, maybe no more. So yeah. I, I wouldn't make that deal. I would say that, uh, no, I don't see Lindor as a Yankee. I do not.
1: I'm in your boat. Um, no, so money. He's going to come in a lot of money. Well, that's it, right? You're paying for him twice, so you're giving up, let's just say, Clint Frazier and David Garcia. I don't know if that gets it done, but let's just say. You're giving them up They're and then mm-hmm. you probably more, right? And then you have to give them a $300 million contract if you want to uh, keep them, which yes. you do. And yes. now you have three, $300 million contracts on your books.
0: Which the, no team wants that, to, wants to be responsible that many years down the road. I mean, these, these, you're talking about, these are 10 year contracts, 10 year contracts. a long time to have a player. Everybody gets the excitement of we got this player. He's great. Yes. Is he going to be great five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now? Is he going to be, you know, part of Lindor is attractive. He's not, he's not a DH. It's it's his ability to play defense, which is extraordinary. His defense is extraordinary. So you're getting, you're paying as much for his glove as you are for his for his bat. And if that's the case, then you know, I, if you can't, if you can't tie him up, um, you can't pay the price. The pace is going to be enormous. I guess the Yankees will pass. I don't see them getting
1: Hard yeah. pass. Yeah,
0: uh, this is why in the first
1: question. I'll tell you who my contingency plan is. Yes. Colton D-D- Wong. Colton Col- Wong out of yeah. St. Louis.
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with Colton Wong.
1: Lefty. Yes. Gold glove winner. Yes. Free agent.
0: Yes, what position? Second base. And Torres stays at short. Yes. I think you gotta get a shortstop. For, well, for then
1: that. you're doing this whole. Sorry to cut you off, Flip. You're doing the whole puzzle piecing, right? Because then you move Glaber to second. You, you, who you're getting, Didi? I don't
0: know who they're getting. I mean, the the the, the market is going to be. Here's the thing, though, about the market, and you have to understand this. This is something I guess we should have said at the top of this conversation. The market is going to be loaded with very good players. There's a lot of very good players not getting tended contracts right now. You know they're they're right to arbitration eligible, but but not getting tended contracts. Uh, so if that's the case, if you want to shop around, you can find yourself some very good players. Colin Wong happens to be a very good player. He's not a great player. I mean, he, he hasn't hit the last couple of years. He's not been the same player. He's okay, but he's not a great player anymore. I don't know if he ever was a great player, but anyway. You could find very good players in this market, in this, in this environment right now, because of the uncertainty of the CBA going forward, the losses that the baseball has has incurred the last year because of the COVID situation. Um, you know, teams are not don't want to, you know, go to arbitration looking at contracts, picking up contracts that are 15, 20, 25 million dollars. They don't want to do it. And I can't say I blame them because there's so much uncertainty in the environment. It's probably good business to to sort of see how it all shakes down, shakes out. So if you, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, it probably makes the most sense to go out and see who's on the market. Because one of the great things that, that Marvin Miller was able to do for the players was he didn't, there was a reason guys didn't become free agents every year. There was a reason that six years was put in there because what he didn't want to do is flood the market with very good players every year, because then the demand, you had the supply and demand. The supply would have been there and there wouldn't have been enough demand and the pricing would have kept been, you know, would have been lower. But when you have like a really good players on the market and there's not a lot of them, then the demand is going to be higher, right? Now you're still get a situation where the market's going to get, I don't want to say flooded, but there's going to be a lot of, a lot of very good players on the market. There just are. And if you, and if you're an astute GM and Brian Cashman is a very astute GM, Um, He will look around to see what deals they can make, who they can bring into camp, who they can sign, who has got uh, starter potential, or certainly at the very least, very strong bench potential, and they can get them at a reasonable price.
1: There are some names out there, some big names, obviously, some under-the-radar names. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that, though, and I do want to get into that, how about we introduce ourselves? It's It's been a while. We're about four weeks since our last show. Maybe people forgot who I am, who you are.
0: You're rate and review
1: and I'm (laughs) subscribed. Subscribe. Tell them about yourself.
0: Well, you know, I I was born in a little log cabin um, on the frontier um, and I went to Abraham Lincoln High School and I went to school with Abraham Lincoln, as I told you (laughs) a few times. I liked him. He was a very honest guy. We called him Honest Dave. He was good. I mean, he was better. He was underrated as a person, and he had presidential material. He was. I always saw him as that. And what was the question?
1: You're being modest. Across yeah. the Zoom from me is Mr. John J. Filipelli. You hear him uh, or his name at the end of Yankee games. You hear his phone ringing right now.
0: You know who that is that's Jared. That's Jared Bosnick.
1: Jared, our producer. Jared, our producer. Um, our producer for the television. Linear side, um, and he calls he's Have to me wait.
0: About, yes, he does. He calls me about seventy-five times a day. No, I'm exaggerating. It's more like fifty.
1: <laughs> so I was doing this nice intro. But I loved John it. J. Filipelli. Yes, okay. Um, I left out my favorite part. Sports broadcasting Hall of Famer John J. Filipelli.
0: So we have a reception tonight of sorts.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we we better get going. That's I'm easier. A- I'm Kevin Sullivan. I'm in the digital media department here at Yes. Uh, and our producer is also a digital media department, uh, Matt Stucco. Everyone knows Matt Stucco. He's
0: they still do. There, Matt? What happened to Jason Marshall?
1: He moved on. He moved on.
0: Uh, I missed. him. The show's time. been good. The show's been better since he's been gone. Sure.
1: <laughs> I'm just, I'm not
0: saying. Oh, I, I'm, I'm already teasing. Um,
1: Tell Jared. Jared.
0: I got a message from Jared. Just call me. But I guess I'll wait.
1: Not even a please call me, please. No,
0: no, he's past that now. He's, he's All right. too big. He's too big. So
1: that. Jared's text messages are like one or two words, but it's, they come in after like ding, 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 ding. So you're going to hear some more.
0: Oh, it's like he, he, uh, yes, he, they come in like every 12 seconds might be yes. a, a fair statement. Yeah. But anyway, so okay. we were saying, yes, yeah, we, are, we did we our intros. Thank you. Right, review, subscribe. You can help us that way. We got that out of the way. And uh, we're back to the hot stove.
1: Yeah. A- yeah. There's some non-tendered players that I think are pretty good that I want to get your thought on. Okay. Um, let's start with Kyle Schwarber. I think he's a fit. What do you think?
0: Um, could be. He could be. I mean, he's uh, look, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, He's a left hand hitting pull power hitter is what he is. And, you know, that bat is very, is very interesting. Um, uh, because especially in that in Yankee Stadium, he would be extremely interesting. So I could see why there's interest in him and why uh, you know, again, he's not going to play any defense for you. He's not uh, the, he's not an outfielder. They had him playing out there. That was not who he is. Uh but but the reality is you're not getting it for that. You're getting it for his left hand hitting. Pull power and in that ballpark, and he would be a fit for sure.
1: Averages thirty-six home runs a season, eighty-two RBIs. That it's would nice be, bat. yeah, that'd be forty-something, high nineties in Yankee Stadium.
0: Remember, remember the Yankees took. Uh, the, nobody wants to talk about it, but the Yankees' offense, uh, you know, for all its potential, and and again, there's some, there's been so many injuries to it though. It's been, it's been derailed more than a few times, and you know, and up, up just to have that that bat in your organization uh, makes your organization better it it, he'd be a very good
1: fit agreed how about uh righty reliever archie bradley
0: oh i really like him (laughs) i really like him the yankees have to work on their bullpen so he would be he would absolutely be a good fit for the yankees no doubt for any club he'd be a good fit he's a good uh, good reliever
1: and he only made north of four million last year that's that's an affordable reliever
0: Right. If, in fact, that that's the number going forward. I mean, remember, for all the reasons we just delineated, maybe that four is becomes a three. Maybe that three is a two and a half. I mean, I don't know where the market's going to settle. But if he was at that number, it's. I mean, I think a lot of players are going to be hard-pressed to get what they got before, just because of all the circumstances between... Uh, you know the, the the COVID situation and and this the sort of the state of baseball economics, and that's Jared. Jared. Oh, I'm gonna kill him again.
1: Is that Jared?
0: Yes, it is. He just keeps calling me. So I love it. It's probably an emergency, so now I'll put him on hold for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Want me to? Uh, I'm gonna ask you a question, a long-winded yes. one. Yes. Or, or one that I'm asking a long-winded answer for. Then I could text him and tell him you're recording.
0: Yes. Tell him that we're we're doing our show. Not that that will. Uh, sort of uh, sidetrack him, but, but go ahead, sure.
1: Yeah, I want to go back to real quick free agents, right? Because I really do feel for them. You know, they, they work their butts off on the field, off the field, finally for that one payday. And they couldn't have predicted there'd be a pandemic. They're going to be leaving millions on the table that they thought they were going to get because of this pandemic.
0: Well, let me put it this way. I mean, the entire industry, the entire sports world, the entire world has had to make a lot of sacrifices because of what's happened. Every one of us who's in business, every one of us who goes, tries to make a living, goes out and makes a living has been affected. Baseball players are not immune to this. I mean, obviously they're in the same world we're all in and we've all had to, it's been a terrible, terrible scenario as we all know. And need to sort of go through that chapter and verse. We all get it and it's been awful. And um, so, you know, the fact that everybody's had to go through it, I mean, the baseball players, the athletes, they can't be immune to it. They, they have to be sort of, you know, be in the same situation that everybody else is in, in terms of economics. So yes, not, it's not an ideal situation. It's far from it, but it's the situation that everybody's gonna find themselves, either has found themselves in or will, or will find themselves in shortly.
1: The good news is vaccines are being shipped Um, Yes. Yes. We have a lot of work in front of us. Right. But there's also a lot of reason to be optimistic. Um, Yes. There are. To that, to that point, I think you and I had a conversation yesterday. Don't be surprised if you see fans in the stands again, this coming season.
0: Absolutely. I I mean, look, the, 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 the vaccine is now getting distributed started as we, as we record this uh, yesterday, you know, it'll be a while, but till everybody gets it. Um, But Having said that, you know, uh, if, this, if the season gets delayed, it will, will be delayed by, by, by a little bit, I would think. And, uh, and once there's a vaccine and it's been and, and widely distributed, I got to believe that there be, will be, obviously, fans back in the stands for all sports so, or in the arena. So that's going to be a good thing for, because let's face it, the economy of these sports is a lot of it is built on attendance. I mean, you know, you, it's not just you know ticket prices. It's also, you know, it's it's parking and it's concessions and it's suites and it's, you know, it's uh, it's it's you know souvenirs. It's it's everything. It's at, that you add it all up, and that's that's the business. So it's hard to, s- to sell hot dogs, and it's hard to buy sell you know tickets when you have a, a scenario where you don't have any fans in the stands. Or you know, every sport has, has experienced it so far. And but good news is there's a line of sight, and hopefully the the end is, is in sight, if you will. And um, you know we will uh, move on, and we will pick up where we left off. Hopefully that's the case.
1: Good times are ahead for sure. Let's do some more uh, free agents. This time some more big ticket guys. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you the name, and then you tell me where you think they're going. Uh, Trevor Bauer.
0: You know, how about Boston?
1: Wow, I I mean. Not even on my list. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm getting my pen out. I'm going to write that down.
0: I mean, how about? I mean, they could use pitching in the worst way. You know, they have uh, they're not in a, you know, they they need help. Look, they're in a rebuild, and and Trevor Bauer is a front end rotation guy. I mean, they've got you know Sales, you know, been hurt and Price is gone. I mean, they've so they've had a lot of. uh you know, they they're lacking that front end guy right now. And uh hopefully Sale comes back for them and uh and but a guy like Bauer could help them he can help any team. Any team he's starting pitching or an ace at the top. I mean Bauer is is your guy. So and you don't see those guys very often. So yeah, I, I'm I'm going Red Sox though. For whatever reason I just feel red socky, so I'm gonna go red, <laughs> Redson. You
1: look a little red socky.
0: I do. I feel it. It must be this whole thing thing. But uh I'm uh I'm gonna go Red Sox. Yeah, I, I that's who knows? But I mean, I, that's who I, I could see him there.
1: You're on the I, record. I, yeah. Sox. Well, we're always on the record. Aren't we both? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I better had better or worse. EJ I mean,
0: you didn't want to talk, go there. I mean, I, I mean, in the same way we I talk about Clint Frazier last time we did this,
1: you know, I had this, nothing but great things to say about him. You did. Yes. All right, I'm going and, angels for Trevor Bauer. I don't know if they can afford him, but I do know they need him.
0: Well, see, but every team that needs pitching is going to say they need him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right? right? And that's most teams. So particularly teams that – the Angels need to sort of get it together. I mean, they've spent a lot of money over the years, and they've not had much to show for it the last several years. They just haven't. And they really need to sort of – we keep saying it because it's it's the you know it's the Mike Trout Award and everything else. We tease about that. But, I mean, they have a couple of staples there, but, you know, they – they really need help across the board, and they they're gonna, they gonna—they are just haven't had much to show for the money that they put into their franchise. I know Artie Moreno desperately wants to win. He desperately wants to win, as I guess most owners do, but he really want, has an acute sense of it, really wants to win. So uh, that, that makes sense. That can happen, sure.
1: Here's the one I feel sorry for the yeah. most, J.T. Yeah. Real Muto.
0: Why do you feel sorry for him?
1: Well, great because the Phillies already said they're out. So now that drives the price down more. Yes, uh, you would have thought the Mets, but they got McCann. Yes, so he's kind of in this weird. Where does he go? Maybe that Another one land? year deal.
0: Maybe you know. Listen, there's a lot of. There's look. Worst comes to worst, some team will give him. a, Look, give him a pillow. He he can get a pillow contract one year. A lot of these. A lot of these really good players who feel that the market may not be in their favor are going to take pillow contracts. It means they that's soft landing. They'll, they'll sign a contract for a year reestablished who they are for a year. The, the, the ecosystem of baseball, the economy of the game gets better. And they can, you know, they can hopefully get signed for more money then. So the, there's some gamble here, but I could see that as a possibility if you're not getting what you want. You know, you, you sign a pillow.
1: I'm going Padres, Real Muto to the Padres.
0: They're going to, want to win one of the highest payrolls in all of baseball. Yeah, but
1: they'll, they'll make it done. up, right? Winning. Causes fixes yeah, everything.
0: I mean, I mean, you know what though? When you consider the the young talent base that they have, like uh Tatis, you know, they, and Machado, they've already paid for paid a lot of money for him. So you put Machado, Tatis, you know, you you, you add him to that. Pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Clevenger, right. Clevenger, right? A piece of pitcher, right?
1: But right, but, right. They're gonna be good. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next name, George Springer.
0: Uh, Well, I could see him a couple of places. Uh, You know, I could see him in Boston, too. How about Springer in Boston? He's a he's a Canadian kid, up right. He's a he's a uh, kid from Connecticut, right? Big uh, and again, if you're going to do this, and, and I'm, I'm not saying they're going to go out and they're going to, I mean, it would be nice when they get Bauer, but the reality is, looking for an everyday player, why not get Springer? They can use they can use help out there in center, right? So why not do that? I could see that fit too. I keep going there because you know they 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 probably will sign somebody. They will. They're going to have to do something. Even if it's a I, rebuild, right? I'm going to say if you sign a play to a five-year contract, say, right, the rebuild is whatever, but you say at least for a year or so you're willing to just, again, because you have to satiate the fan base. You have to give them, you know, you know Benintendi who had a tough time, was having a tough time in left field, right? He was hurt and didn't do very much last year. You know, they, they've got to, they, between the injuries and the players they don't have anymore, uh, and, you know, it's not easy. The Red Sox are, supposed, are, are expected to win. They're they're no longer they they've won three championships since the since the you know since the uh, uh, the century began right so it took them what how many years to win one and then they've won three so you give them a lot of credit but the reality is that fan base now is expected winning they they want to see win and they will support it they they'll support it too to an extent even if they don't win but they really will support them when they win and they expect them to win so the reds so- management has a lot of pressure on them you got do GM you got new situations you know
1: so does. Corey Kluber satiate that fan base. I, I think he's more of a fit. I go Kluber uh, no. and Marcelo Zuna to the Red Sox.
0: I don't know. See, I see. I think Kluber could still pitch at, at an effective level, but I don't level. I don't think he's a one anymore. I think he's more like a three, you know? So, I mean, threes are always in demand too. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the same place. Not the ace he once was. He just isn't not the same pitcher anymore, but, you know, will he be in demand? Will somebody want him? Of course, because he can help fill out a staff very nicely. But I don't know that he, he's once, see again, I don't know what sales progress is. That ship has sailed or what's what going on over there. But I don't know what his progress is and where he stands right now because he comes back. I don't even know. He's going to come back. I think, I don't think it's the top of the season. I think it's somewhere in the middle. So he comes back and he's, you know, he sailed, hopefully. And then the, that will help them. But the reality is they still need more. They still, you win with pitching and you win with defense. So you got you got to get pitching. So, we're—I know—we're all over the place here, but this is the kind of show that lends itself to being all over the place because, quite candidly, there's so many wild cards here. There's so many caveats to this discussion, like uh, you know, what are the teams? You know, what teams are really going to spend money? Are they going to spend money on, on, one, on one or two players, and everybody else kind of slots down accordingly? Uh, the economics of the, what's happened the last year, and was such that devastating to the game, hurt everybody. Um, you know, the teams need to recover from that. You have the new CBA pending agreement pending there. Who knows what, what shape that's going to take. So there's just way too many things unknown right now to say, well, I would pay somebody X amount of dollars for X amount of years. It just, all I know is that the fact is the market will be, will be flooded to some extent and that will drive prices down.
1: You said, uh, who's going to, who's going to emerge as a spender this off season. I think, the Blue Jays will emerge, and we haven't we haven't attached any free agents to the Blue Jays yet. I'm going to say Springer to the Blue Jays. That
0: could happen. I mean, I know I keep saying it could happen because all of this stuff can happen. It's it's not unreasonable to think that they would be in it uh, because they do spend money and they haven't spent money and they they want to they want to become a, a serious contender again. Uh, I think they made strides last year toward it.
1: Great strides, I mean,
0: yeah. I thought they had a pretty good season, actually. Again, it's 60 games is a hard barometer to judge it against because it's 60 games is not a season, right? So, But still in all, um, I could see that. That's possible, sure.
1: All right, I have a few more names before we do since we're talking about the Blue Jays. Yeah. Did you read they're looking for a new stadium, potentially?
0: Mm, that doesn't surprise Fondue. me. I mean that that stadium has gotten old. I mean it's. Uh, I, I remember it was 1989. I think is when it opened. So, 89, 99. Oh, I mean it's a long time now. It's 30 years.
1: It feels like yesterday.
0: If yesterday's 30 years ago, yes, <laughs> that's right. You're right. I can't argue with that logic.
1: Oh, Yankee Stadium's on what? 11, 12 years?
0: Yeah. We, well, let's see. It was 009? Oh, uh, oh 09. Oh, nine. We, we won the championship. So oh 09, and yeah, it's it's a while. We need a championship. Yankees need a championship.
1: That definitely feels like yesterday.
0: The championship,
1: no Yankee Stadium. Yes, same thing. But you know what I mean. You don't know what I mean.
0: Uh, Let me- I, <laughs> I, we should rewind this also, actually. Uh, <sighs> but uh, I would say, uh, listen, the, the Yankees always put themselves in the, they put themselves in the crosshairs because they, they – and it's the mission statement. The mission statement is to win a championship. Nobody wants to not win a championship. And the Yankees have made it their mission statement, and they've had great years, some great, fabulous years, uh, but just the one championship since in 2009. So it's been a while for them. It's 11 years is a while for, in Yankee land. So it's, it's – it's, that's why I think they've made so many efforts. To, I mean, the signing of Cole was obviously something in that direction because they needed the pitching. I mean, you talk about the Yankees situation, right? Tanaka, you know, who knows if he comes back. I don't know that he he will come back. You know, maybe he comes back on a pillow for a year, maybe. Um, you know, is he the same of pitcher he was? Um last year seemed to indicate that maybe he was spiraling a little bit the other way. We don't know. I mean Paxton certainly is gone, right? So that's that's not happening. So you look at Sten, where's your starting pitching gonna come from? You know, hopefully Severino comes back, but he's not due back at the start of the season. Herman, you don't know what that situation is. The bullpen is was on paper last year was awesome in the beginning of the year and less awesome by the end. So well, all of a sudden you, I mean you got Cole who's great. I mean he's one of the best pitchers of the game by far. But okay, so that's a that's a pitcher. You need more you need more depth in starting pitching and you need a bullpen, a better bullpen. So that's Brian Cashman's task. I mean if I'm him, I'm looking for bullpen pieces, you know, that I can get you signed reasonably. I can say two or three good bullpen pieces that will strengthen that bullpen. You know, I mean Kainley comes back now. Possibly, so I mean that will help them, but they need help there. They need help in the starting rotation. There's just there's just a lot of question marks. That's all, um, and I think some of this can get addressed in, in in short order. But you know, again, we'll see. But again, there will be players on the market. I keep saying that, and that will be an opportunity for the Yankees to get to get some depth in positions that they need to get. They also got to get better at defense. I mean, you know, Torres was, is not an ace shortstop. He's a he's okay, but he's not a great shortstop. And, you know, and then void is not a great first baseman defensively, you know.
1: Yeah. But do you attribute some of the um, Torres inconsistency to him as Cashman said, he didn't come into spring or summer camp in the best shape?
0: No, he didn't. And do I, I mean, I didn't think when he played before at shortstop that he was a great shortstop. I Thought he was okay. I mean, he's and he's a good shortstop, but there's a difference between being a good shortstop and a great shortstop or a very good shortstop. And I don't think he's very good or great. I think he's okay. And I think at second base, he's is better position for him. And obviously, his bat is great when he's in shape. So, but I don't think he's going to make the, the in shape mistake again. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he will come back. I wouldn't question that. He's, I mean, I think he he realizes that he needs to be in shape. So he will come back in shape. I'm not worried about that part of it. And if he has to play short, he has to play short, but that's not their best defensive. That does not give the Yankees a great defense. That's the only point I'm making, you know, and you don't lose judge in the outfield, right. If judge can't play consistently, you know, Gardner, you know, probably not probably not here. Right. So what are you going to do defensively? I mean, you got to start looking at, uh, you know, You know, Hicks is, when he's on the field, can play, but sometimes not on the field. Stanton, the same thing. So the Yankees are loaded with these questions that they have to try and address in some way, shape, or form, I think.
1: So we played front office a little bit. Yes. I went on the record, um, named teams to free agents. Yes. You did not. I'm kidding. Meaning IE. (laughs) You did. You did. You said Bauer to the Red Sox. He said he could go to the Red Sox. Yes, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you I sure? want to talk about front office because there's been a lot of front office moves since we okay. talked last. Sure. Um, the latest being Dave, Br- Dave Dombrowski to the Phillies. Your thoughts on that?
0: It's a great GM. He's been one of the best GMs in the game for a very long time. Um, uh, I think that's an interesting move. I think uh, he and Girardi will get along well. Um, I, I know both of them. So I could say with some certitude. Um, I see them as being okay with each other. I think and, and these day and age, uh, general managers and managers have to be on the same page. They just have to be, because they really do work hand in glove now more than they ever have. So they have to share a, a common philosophy and they have to buy into each other, work with each other. I, I I've always I like the Cashman-Boone relationship a lot, I do. I also like this relationship. Uh, I could see Boone and Dembrowski getting along well. So I'm, not, I'm sorry, Dembrowski and uh, Girardi, rather. I could see them getting along well.
1: I think the fit is beyond perfect Mm -hmm. the Phillies are a win now team Mm -hmm. and Dombrowski has a history of being a win now GM he's not afraid to trade prospects he's not afraid to make that blockbuster deal to get the championship which he has shown he's able to do so I think this is just how
0: far far away are they Is my question to you how far away do you think the Phillies are from a championship
1: well I didn't think they were far I mean their bullpen is just I don't want to make you know it's not great let's say that their bullpen sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not going to say that you can. I don't think the bullpen.
0: I don't know if I could say it. I just said it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know to get away with it, but I just said it. I don't. <laughs> think, I think their bullpen has constituted the end of last year was not very good.
1: Okay. If they could straighten out their bullpen, I do think that they're a contender. I think that's how close they are.
0: Well, there's a contender, and then there's winning.
1: Well, yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, right? You get I mean, to the postseason. Okay. The, so they're a postseason. Yes, I I think that if they straighten their bullpen out, which is there's a lot of ifs there, right? But if they straighten their bullpen out, I I think they are definitely a postseason team. You know, right? absolutely.
1: Alex Cora to the Red Sox. Did that surprise you so quickly?
0: No, I I I when it happened, I it, I had a I had to process it for a second, and then I said, you know what that makes all sense in the world. I mean, they loved him, you know, and you know, th- that whole situation was that whole situation. And uh, you know, and, and it's not going to get revisited anymore. Nobody's going to say, take this championship away from this team, take this championship away from that team. You know, and I went on record and you know what I said about all that, that I thought that somebody should be have championship taken from them, but it didn't happen. Okay. So we move on. Um, and that, that's just the way that is. As a manager, nobody could question his ability as a manager. Joey Cora. You can't.
1: The manager room, especially. His players.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, and his, I mean, the, he, oh, everybody, you know, I, and I told you this before. Everybody that I knew in baseball, I know a lot of people in baseball, you know, a lot, but I, I know a lot. And they would, nobody ever said to me when he was playing, and he was a good player, he wasn't was a great player, he was a good player, right? good player yeah not a great player right but everybody that I know would say he's gonna be a great manager someday he's got a he's got a big future in this game when he's not playing any longer well you know uh, you know uh, trash cans and other things notwithstanding okay he knows how to manage and uh, yes I, I was not shocked by it um, and I think that when you who who else was out there start, start you have to look at who else is out there that could manage a team like the Red Sox and I, I think already was a fit before he needed to be a fit again. He's a good, he's a good call.
1: Similarly, AJ Hinch found a job with the Tigers. Um, Great move for the Tigers.
0: Yes. And he needed to get, he wanted to get back in the game and he needed to get back in the game. He's a very good, he's an excellent manager. I mean, again, trash cans, things and that withstanding and all that stuff, Um He's an excellent manager, and he needed to get back in the game, and this was the opportunity that presented itself, so he, he took it. I mean, the Tigers, are, you know, they, they've got work to do. The Red a team has got work to do. they got a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's a good first step hiring A.J. Yes. Hinch, for sure. And you
0: can you, and you, you get him at – he's there. He's an excellent manager, and you're you able to add him. In, and in a different set of circumstances, he may not be a player, you, a manager you'd be able to add. But under these set of circumstances, someone you could add, so you went and got the, one of the best people out
1: there. And they pounced. I, I oh, think yeah. the Dodgers were still celebrating when, when they announced it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, that's what you have to do, though. I mean, I mean, there's other people who are part of that, that situation, that Houston-Red Sox situation, who are out there, who are very talented people. But, but they've got that, you know, that, that's a stigma. And, uh, you know, to some extent.
1: Jared Porter to the Mets. Oh, I like that a lot.
0: I like that a lot. Uh, uh, People around the game uh, will tell you that he's one of the most respected. Uh, He was respected as an assistant. He really – he knows his stuff. He's got – he learned from some great people. Um, He's very well respected, very well liked, and very well thought of. So, if you're the Mets, I mean, you could have gone – There's other routes you could have gone, but remember you got Sandy Alderson now, right? So Sandy is going to want, I guess someone around him, I I don't think he, he and Theo would mesh really well, or I don't see that as a fit. I mean, it could be, but I didn't see it. Uh, But someone like Porter, yeah, I could see that for sure. I think he's a good, I think it's a good call.
1: Yeah. I don't know much about him to be honest. I do know that he's um, Mm well-respected and I've heard you say his name in the past. So that, mm-hmm. that leads me to believe that he is good at his job. You he mentioned Theo Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, that one surprised me.
0: Um, that's been kind of in the, you, you, we hear all these rumors and all these back, you know, whispering and stuff. Um, he, let me put it this way. I think once he won the, they won the championship, there was a lot of expectations on the Cubs that they would continue to ring up some championships or at least get pretty close. The last couple of years, since they won the championship, they have not overachieved. And, um, and I think because of that, I mean, I think that there was maybe undue pressure on Theo. So it was kind of time for him to go. Hey, Look, he's going to Hall of Fame. I mean, he won with the Red Sox, he won with the Cubs. I mean, I mean you talk about two Mission Impossible you know, movies. There they are right there. So the fact that he was able to do that puts him in the Hall of Fame. Now, now he said he said what, what – and he built those teams. He put those pieces together. He built those Cubs, and he built those Red Sox. So could he do it again for some – absolutely. I just think maybe maybe takes a year off. Time to take a year off, see what else is out there. But he'll be back, and he'll, he will be back in a big way with an organization that is about ready to win.
1: The Orioles. It will be
0: teams. The Orioles, right. Did you say the I'm, Orioles?
1: I'm going the Orioles. I'm okay. on record. I I like that. That's very good. I think he's sitting out a year and then he's going to the Orioles.
0: Okay. We like that. Call me in a year.
1: If I pick the Orioles enough, they're going to win something.
0: Not necessarily.
1: (laughs) Uh, I want to shift gears real quick. Um, We learned in recent days that the Indians will be changing their name. Um, It'll probably be in 2022. Yeah. Flip, you know, um, I like to fancy myself as a bit of a master marketer, maybe a marketing genius. Yes. I'm going to, uh, float some names by by you let me know what you think cleveland rocks keep going you don't like cleveland rocks okay That's all right. that was my best one All right, i get
0: it cleveland rocks the rock of the whole thing i get it yeah but, yeah okay
1: uh and it's kind of like the rock like oh here comes the rock yeah
0: okay yeah. you like that uh, okay
1: the cleveland lakers it sits on Lake Erie, Cleveland, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and it's a subtle ode to their hometown hero, LeBron, who plays for the Lakers. I kind of got it. Uh,
0: all right. I'll, I'll consider that. Keep going.
1: Okay. It's my last one, and you're not going to get this one. I'm yeah. going to have to explain it. This one's good. Okay. Cleveland Browns.
0: You mean like the football team?
1: Not after the football team. Instead – the baseball team. Almost. Yeah. It's after – the manager from Major League, the movie Lou Brown, who was the manager of the Indians.
0: See, I would not have gotten that connection. You're right,
1: <laughs> master marketer over here. That's all I got.
0: I have, a, I have a better question for
1: you. Yeah.
0: The the yesterday the Indians, if you will, held a press conference to announce that they're going to change their name. Not this year, but in a year from now. Yep. So in a press conference to tell you they're not going to change a name that you know has been in um, controversy for a lot of years right so you have a press conference to say we're 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 having a press conference to say that we're not going to change it for another year we're going to stay with the same name did that yep. really strange to you or is that just me
1: being the marketing genius again that I am i will yes. say who it's, who has been on every sports radio and television show the last 24 hours Indians, everyone's talking about them
0: because they won't change their name for another year.
1: It's a long tail, right? Uh-huh. Why talk about it for just this long when yeah. we could talk about it for a whole year?
0: But does that put them in a positive light? Because you could say, well, they're finally going to change it, okay? that That's positive, right? But you're going to wait another year to change it. I mean, you're holding a press conference to say, uh, that you, you that you're that was Jared again, by the way.
1: Oh, Jared,
0: uh press conference you're having a press conference in a year uh, oh uh, press- there here he
1: comes yeah thought,
0: from the please call me when you're done okay i gotta call him when i'm done
1: yeah we already gone through this i texted him by the way when you were talking he but knows
0: obviously it didn't deter him uh, but we love jared jared is great
1: i think the world of jared
0: i think um a lot of them The world is a bit of a stretch, but I I think a lot of them. The world's
1: in quite a place right now. Yes, the world
0: is not in the best place. That's (laughs) true. But so anyway. All right. So what are we doing closing here? Because I don't want to, not that I have to run, but I've got to do this Hall of Fame thing. So I guess I'm.
1: Oh, I have to to do do the Hall of Fame thing. You have to get to Jared first, please. Yes, I know. Uh, I could tell you what's today, Tuesday. Yes. Uh, must be Belgium. Wednesday, tomorrow night, we got to watch Nets Hot Stove.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes, of course.
1: Thursday, Yankees how about, about Seven Eleven? How about that? Seven Eleven—that's a great nickname. I mean,
0: that is a great. I love that 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 nickname, that tandem. I thought it was great. I thought they yeah. did, the guys did a good job with that telecast yesterday. That wow. was a fun wow. game. It was very. Um, fun.
1: And another game coming up Friday, this Friday. Yeah, that's right. A-
0: CC. Yeah, that's right. CC is going to. Uh, gonna call part of that game. That'll be fun. It will be fun. He's a big basketball fan. And uh this is kind of he's wanted to I think he's more into in basketball. He's baseball on occasion. So he he loves basketball. He just loves. And uh though no, he wants to uh he he was uh, excited to have the opportunity. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah. I, I liked his tweet. So he'll be wearing a suit. So yeah. it'll be uh
0: Yeah that was that was at me I'm sure.
1: I'm sure it was. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, I know. That's all right. We, we have a good relationship. So I like CC.
1: Good, good. All right, let's land this thing, Flip.
0: In the words of Ashley Fugazi, it's time to land a plane, so let's land that plane. Write, review, and subscribe. Not write. Rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. That's important to us. Thank you for all your support. We love you for that, and uh, we look forward to seeing you down the road. Hopefully, we will be doing more of these. We, we'd stop for a little bit of time, but it's our, it is our... Uh, our mission statement to give you more of these if you want them tell me you want them because if you don't want them we'll give them to you anyway so there you go (laughs) (laughs) so that's that all right so in the words of Ashley Fugazi which I already said time to land the plane and then Jared Boschneck I gotta return his phone calls and then I got this whole fame thing and I miss you Kev it's always good to see you and we'll and, and thank Stucco for all he does for us whatever that is we want to thank Stucco and we're good time to go